Texas Toast is brought to you by Zilker Belts. Combining the craftsmanship and world-class leather from Argentina with the creativity and personality of Austin, Texas, Zilker Belts provides a one-of-a-kind addition to your wardrobe. Styled for any occasion, at home, at a music festival, on a hike, at the office, or on the golf course, Zilker Belts is also a company that focuses support on great nonprofit organizations. Born in Argentina, raised in Austin, visit ZilkerBelts.com. Put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoots, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast, a production of TSC Entertainment. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. the Texas Toast, a very special guest that I'm ready to dig into this interview and visit with Hayden Baker. Hello, Hayden Baker. How are you? How are you doing, Helen? So good to see you. You too. I'm doing wonderful. And um, all your stuff is right in my wheelhouse because first of all, you're from Katie. That's right. And I'm a Sealy girl. That's where I grew up. There you go. Not too far at all. Right down the road. And I'm a, a baseball freak, like grew up with baseball. Like I'm the girl that watches spring training and starts keeping stats during spring training. And so your path to music first, you went through baseball and you uh, played, of course, at Katie High School. You were a standout there in football and baseball. And then you went to Angelina College and being the stat person that I am, I looked up your stats for your freshman year at Angelina County and uh, you you were just phenomenal. 303 average in 42 games. Your uh, on-base percentage was almost getting into 400 and your slugging average 423 second team academic all state Houston Chronicle athlete of the week that's a big deal in the Houston area that, yes that was very cool that was for high school uh that, right. that Houston Chronicle thing that was my senior year the first week of the season I hit um I think I hit 600 630 or something I went that's like crazy. 15 for 22 it was insane um and now I didn't hit any bombs or anything. It was just strictly base hits up the middle. I was very much a contact guy. Consistent. Yeah. Um, so that was very cool. This is a, I like this. You did your research on all kinds of stuff. Well, when it comes to baseball, fishing, and music. I saw that's up in your wheelhouse, huh? <laughs> I got to dig in. I got to dig in. Yes. Yeah. I do yes. have to say, I think they, I, I remember they messed up on my average at Angelina. I think I hit about 330. They left a few games out of there. Oh, I was, pretty, I was pretty disappointed in that. Still, but, still um, to go straight from Katie to college and have those numbers. That was that was good stuff there. Yes, it was. That was a lot of fun playing ball up there. And so that was actually it was my red shirt freshman year. So it was my second year there. My first year, I tore my UCL and had Tommy John surgery. And that is kind of how the music thing really started to take hold, because I had a year of nothing to do. So I found a wine bar in downtown Lufkin that did open mic every Thursday. And that's where I spent all my Thursday nights learning how to play in front of a little bit of a crowd there. That's amazing. And so that while, while we're on the subject of that moving to the music, that's why I fell in love with, because I, I was researching your music and I'm like, oh, I saw the, I saw the logo for the baseball song and I was like, oh boy, this is going to be good. And that's what led me down the path of baseball. But I love the lyrics in there, a boy, a ball and a dream. And then of course, then it goes to guitar. 
Stealing bases like Ricky, hitting homers like Mickey, making plays on the highlight reels. When I struck out, I tear myself apart. They'd say, son, it's just a game. But I'd say, no, it's my life. It's what I love. Show me who I am and what I'm made of. See, it's more than just some leather and stitched up seams. It was a boy, a ball, and a dream. At what point did you write that song? So I started writing it uh, the night before my last game at Houston Baptist University. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to play one year D1, and halfway through that season, I decided that music was going to be my thing. Baseball was kind of starting to go on the back burner, so I applied to A&M and decided to finish up. But uh, yeah, the night before my last game, uh, I started writing that song. One of my teammates had actually like posted that on his story. He was a senior, and he just he put a boy a ball in a dream. I was like, that that could be a really, really cool song. Wow. So I jotted down the idea. Uh, I think I put like the the Hank Aaron, Hank Williams line down in there. And I put it to bed for a while. And then fast forward about a year and we were getting ready to record that album. And I was like, I want this song to be on it. And uh, I finished it up the night before we went to the studio. And that was, that was a solo, right? I wrote that one myself. I, I made sure of it. I was like, nobody else is going to be able to tell this story. So I want to do it myself. Um, but yeah, that was a very cool process. That song really took on a different form. Like it went just from being my story from going to sports to music to anybody could relate to it. And the times that we were living in with all the changes that we were having to go through. Um, and I, I look back at Proverbs 1921, I believe it is, where it's, uh, you may make many plans, but God's purpose will take hold. So don't make too many plans, you know? So uh, that's, that's kind of what that song means to me. And it's, it's so cool to see what it means to different people. Yeah. Well, it definitely, it was a masterpiece to me because it's just, there's just so much love and, and, and in my soul and in baseball runs through my veins and it was just very touching and very enjoyable. And so your first out, your first EP was born in the wrong generation. You released that what, a few years back? 2018. Yes. Yes. And that yes. yielded you a, a, a song that charted on the Texas music charts that I absolutely love. How many beers? Yeah, good old beer drinking song. That was a solo ride as well. I think I think that might have been the first one I wrote myself with how many beers. Um, and yeah, I got up in the top 40, I believe, on the radio chart. So that was very cool. We still play that one in the set list. Baby, love ain't something that's easy for me to fall into. When a girl like you comes into the picture, what else could I do? And just like I feared, you came in here and tore my walls down and left me to drown in the pieces. So now my only question is, how many beers is it gonna take to get over you? And how many shots of Cuervo until I can finally get through this? And how many slow dances nice sleeping all alone? Love to perform, don't you? I do. You love your live shows. 
I do. I do. Whenever I get to crank an amp up to 11 and just let that Telecaster go, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood that day. I promise you. Mm-hmm. I love and, playing live. Yeah. And you're quite um, accomplished on the guitar. And you also, I mean, you do so many things, baseball and songwriting, you sing, you do your shows, but you find time to have a YouTube channel, like to how to play the guitar or different things like that. Yeah, so that's kind of how it started. I, I really haven't posted on YouTube in a while. I should probably get back into it. Um, I, I'm I'm actually getting into the whole TikTok thing now. Mm-hmm. I've developed a, a decent following on there, and it, it's there's some stuff like that where I'm you know teaching stuff, and then there's some just performing new originals, and then but the ones that get the most attention are the goofy ones. Like I'll get with my fiddle player buddy, and we'll end a song on the wrong note on purpose, and it got like a hundred thousand hits. You know that's very lighthearted on there. But uh, yeah, I used to do the lesson thing on YouTube and actually in, in the midst of COVID when the shows were not very plentiful, I did some Zoom guitar lessons with some uh, some folks and that was very, very cool and very enlightening as well. I love how no matter what's going on with you, you're always able just to turn it around into something else. You know, you're going to go down this street now and see, see where we go now down this dirt road. <laughs> I try, you know, you got to stay optimistic in this business and in these times. So I I do the best I can. Well, you're doing a great job at it. And now you also got the attention of Brad Paisley. Oh, Brad. Yes. Um, I'm I'm blessed to call my hero, my friend. Um, And we, he reached out to me first. I think it was 2019. Uh, He followed me on Instagram and then invited me out to a couple shows. I got to go to Cleveland, Ohio and Cincinnati and, and hang out with them, smoked a cigar with them. And, uh, we just, we talked everything from guitars to Marvel movies to the Dodgers and the Astros. Cause he's a Dodgers fan. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, since then we've, we've kept in touch over, um, over social media. He actually called me a couple of weeks ago. He no call, he, he star 67s me still. Um, we haven't, we haven't built that, that trust yet. I get it. You know, big famous guy. I could be out for something bad, but I'm not, but he's still, he star 67 is me. So when he calls me, it's no caller ID. And mm-hmm. I was loading in for a show, uh, in spring on a Wednesday night and my phone rang. It was no caller ID. And I just hit decline and put it back in my pocket and kept loading in. And then like five minutes later, I checked my phone and Brad messaged me and goes, Hey, I'm trying to call you. I was like, oh, I just <laughs> sent Brad Paisley to voicemail. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing, we're doing a little bit of a TikTok uh, guitar duel thing together that should be up sometime soon. So he's, he's great. He just, he loves, he loves music. He loves the guitar and he loves sharing it with people. He's, there's no, there's really no ego to that guy that I have seen. And that's another reason I consider him a hero as well. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. He's awesome. So you have some new material coming out. You have a, currently you have a new album that was just released what, back in the fall. Yes, it was uh, November, so about four or five months ago. I did preview some of the songs. I really liked uh, Waiting on Love, Beneath the Pines. Everything was really good on there. So are you going to have a single release off of that coming soon? So Waiting on Love actually was, this, we put that one out as a single to radio last summer, and it made it all the way up to 19 at radio. That was our first top 20. All of my buddies are getting married. Got a few friends who started having kids. Well, every girl I meet already has a boyfriend. You think it's high time I took matters into my own hands. I heard there's an old boy 
go looking for love, love's gotta find you. Well, I guess he got lost somewhere along the way. Cause I ain't nowhere close to giving out my last name. So I'm gonna fire up some smoke, shoot up a flare. We're deciding if we want to take one off of that record and put it out next to radio, or we've got a couple new ones in the back pocket. So there, there's some options we're trying to we're trying to sift through and figure out what the best move is. Um, and there's we got some stuff in the works um, up in old Nashville uh-huh. that can't quite disclose yet, but we will very soon. It's very exciting. I'm getting to work with another hero of mine, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. Just kind of hands are tied on revealing what it is, but right. very soon we will be, we'll be full head of steam. I graduate from Texas A&M in May and that's kind of when we're just going to, we're going to go for it. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to see what, what's, what the future is going to hold for you. Dripping Springs Vodka is handcrafted in the Texas Hill Country in 50-gallon batches and is 100% all-natural, gluten-free, and certified kosher. Dripping Springs is not only our favorite Texas spirit, but also the only American-made vodka to hold a vodka purity trophy from the prestigious International Wine and Spirits Competition. You can find the bottle at your nearest liquor store or at drippingspringsvodka.com to order online and have it shipped right to your door. Dripping Springs Vodka. Taste the small batch difference. How do you do all this? You're going to AM, you're basically full-time music business. I mean, look at everything you're doing. So how do, how do you juggle everything? Uh naps are crucial. <laughs> taking taking naps are definitely crucial. Um I, I I'll be honest, I'm the senior is starting to kick in. This is my fifth year of undergrad. I when I transferred to AM, I lost a whole year of hours. So um I'm ready. I'm ready to be done, but uh it's it's, 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 you got to find balance. There's right now it's kind of frustrating for me because music is what I want to do hundred percent. And that's what I want to do, you know, all the time is like work on a new guitar lick or try to write a new song or practice my vocals or play shows or whatever. But I got to, you know, balance out. I got an assignment due. I got a paper due. I got an exam tomorrow. Right. It's actually funny. Last week, literally I played a show in uh, clear Lake full band show on a Wednesday. And, um, I had an exam at two o'clock. I'm all online. So that helps a lot, but I had an exam at two and it wouldn't, I wouldn't be done with it until like four or five. And we had to be done sound checking by seven. So I drove the trailer down at noon, unloaded every, all, all the PA, all the equipment, all the merch myself, uh, got it all set up, went into the green room and took the exam. Wow. At two, and then finished up the exam and all my band guys showed up and we started sound check and then we played a show at nine. So that is, that is just, that's amazing. Your parents and your family have to be so proud of you. Well, they are, they are, and they, they help a lot. My parents are my merch salesmen. They, they are, they are at almost every show selling the merch, probably working harder than me, 
driving all over the freaking state. Uh, they just, they went up to Fort Worth with me last week or two weeks ago for the regional radio awards, the Texas radio mm-hmm. awards. They love it. My dad was involved with um, the Houston livestock show and rodeo. He did star security for a bunch of the artists in the, in the nineties and two thousands. So he's, he's well-versed in the business. He knows a lot of people and he loves being around it. So it's kind of, you know, blended like lend itself to him being happy helping me out as well and using those connections he's made well and with you coming up with all the activities that you especially with sports you know you're on the road i know i i know i've got a daughter that was athlete and it was you're you're on the road a lot yes absolutely (laughs) so now they just switched it out to now we're on the road with the music with hayden pretty much yeah i mean i remember we did baseball tournaments when i was a kid we were florida and alabama and you know, all these my son, places, my son-in-law so. did that too. He actually pitched at Sam Houston State, but he played those leagues where he traveled all. Him and his brother, his mom and dad both had. They had the two boys, and they're like just a couple of years apart, so they had them all over the country playing ball. Very cool. Yeah, Sam you- Houston was in the same conference as us as uh, mm-hmm. HBU, so we got we played them quite a bit. Yes. Now you going back to your performances and your stage presence and how you love to play. You in particular got to open for I'm sure another one of your heroes in Sugarland at Smart Financial. You opened for Willie. I opened for Willie Nelson. Yes, and it's hard to believe that that was man. That was before the first EP came out. That was like a couple of weeks before. So that was two and a half years ago. Uh, looking back on it, I should not have been opening that show. <laughs> I was so green. Like, I can't even believe it. Like I, I, the, the guts I had to step on that stage when I had only been doing it for a little bit of time, I cannot believe that we pulled that off. Um, How did it come about? It was, uh, it was just connections we had made. We were working with some folks at the time that were believing in what we were doing. And, uh, they, um, they had connections over at smart and, just so happened wow. they needed an opener for that night and they're like let's give this let's give this 19 20 year old kid a shot and you know here we go that was a very cool show it was we only, we played 30 minutes and it was my first show i think that we played like all original music uh-huh. um so that was very very cool but um yeah i still i cannot believe that 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 happened like even now, like I'd, I'd be nervous as all heck trying to do it. And <laughs> just <laughs> how the hell did I pull that off at 19 or 20 or whatever I was? That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love though, when people get outside the box and, and think, let's get a Hayden Baker up here. Right. Yeah. You never know. I love that. Mm-hmm. You never Instead know. of sticking with the same old, same old, who else have you opened for that oh, stands man. out for you? Uh, let's see uh tracy lawrence i've opened for a couple times most recent we opened for him last fall in austin um wade bowen we've opened for him a few times he's been great to us parker mccollum a couple times uh randall king very recently i just opened for mike ryan last weekend um i've opened for him a couple times uh we're actually going to open for aaron watson for the first time uh, next month in nacogdoches he's been he's been great to me as well we just kind of met and became friends Joe Nichols, William Clark Green. Um, man, I think that might be all I can think of right now. But yeah, that's a some that's older an guys too. Impressive actually. list. Some older guys too. Uh, Larry Gatlin from the Gatlin Brothers. Eddie oh. Raven we got to open for Eddie Raven. Eddie Raven still doing shows. Yeah, uh, Roy Head, who uh, just passed away recently, got right. his soul. We got to open for him. He was mm-hmm. slinging his microphone all over the stage, just like in the old days. 
So, um, yeah, we've been blessed to, to share the stage with some very, very talented artists. When you were growing up in Katy, of course, with a lot of the county fairs that we have in that area, Austin, Waller, Fort Bend, and then the Houston Rodeo, were there any shows that you went to when you were young that's, that kind of like led you down this path, or I'm saying, or like just kind of planted that seed that this could be something I want to do? Definitely. I, I So I, I was a late bloomer when it came to my music ability. I didn't start playing guitar until I was, I think, 16. And I didn't start singing until I was about 19, 20 when I was up in college. But like I said, my dad worked with the, the rodeo in Houston for a while. So I always got to go to, you know, the Brooks and Dunn shows and the Alan Jackson, the Clay Walkers. Brooks and Dunn was a huge, huge influence on me. Um, as a young kid, I just remember I grew up on those records. I still listen to those records. And I loved watching their live shows. Um, and Ronnie Dunn's, you know, got a the what are they the golden throat Ronnie Dunn? Is that what they call him? He's one of the mm-hmm. best singers in the business, if not the best. He is, he is. Um, and then the big thing for me was I, I started playing guitar at 16, but when I was like 17, 18, I went and saw Paisley at the rodeo for the first time. Wow. And he was just running around on the dirt, just shredding guitar solos. And I was like, okay, that's that's what I want to do. That's it right there. And I went home and I just woodshedded all his records and still trying to figure out. And what he's look doing. at you now. Here we are. Developing a friendship and a kindredship with Brad Paisley. It's, I have to pinch myself daily. I say that a lot, but I mean, it, it's so cool. It's so cool. The, it's, you know, the day and age that we live in, like to where I could post something out there and he could see it and, you know, post, repost it and, us develop a friendship that way it's we're, it's so cool that's one of the good things about living in the 21st century absolutely that's good stuff right there see moving along i was look i was looking at the calendar and i was thinking oh my gosh you know i'm trying to get ready for easter so what plans do you have for easter and and how does this easter differ than how you handled last easter <laughs> so i know we were all locked down last easter yeah uh i'm trying to think last easter we just we just stayed at home I think we watched a sermon on the TV. We, well, our neighborhood where my parents live in Katy, they had this thing where you like would paint these rocks and put them out like by the pond or something. Like the whole neighborhood would do it. So we did that, um, and we just kind of hung out outside. I think we, I think we drew with chalk on the sidewalk. Yes, everybody was doing sidewalk chalk. That's right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's what we did. But uh, no, this year, um, see, this, is, this Friday, I'll be at the Jolly Fox in Huntsville. And then Saturday, I'm at Dosi Doe in the Woodlands. And then I'm going to go to Katie on Sunday. And I think we're just going to go to church, go grab brunch somewhere and enjoy family time. Hang out and do some good family time. When you were growing up in Katie, outside of sports and all the stuff you did in school, what else did you like to do when you were growing up in Katie? Oh man. Uh, I love, I love going hunting, uh, deer hunting. My, my grandparents have a place in East Texas that I've been going to since I was a kid and we would go up there on weekends and do country stuff. You know, um, me and my buddies would, we would, uh, we played, you know, touch football on the weekends. We would, I was actually, I was very good at, uh, at trick shots. Like really, you know, the, the dude, perfect guys. I wasn't very good, but um, we did like videos. We would, when YouTube came out and, you know, the iPod touches had the cameras, that was the coolest thing ever. And we would just video each other on the roof, throwing a football into the net. And we were, it was just the coolest thing to us at the time. Stuff like that. We had, um, we had five acres of land out in Katy. So all our friends would come over and we would just 
do all kinds of crazy stuff out there. I think my favorite memory is my 15th birthday. It was the first time I actually played guitar in front of people, but we, uh, it poured down rain and we had this huge front yard and I had all my buddies over and we played mud football. And that was, I think that's, that's one of my most fondest memories of being a kid out there. I bet that was fun, but I bet mama didn't like that. <laughs> she didn't. She had, to, she, she had to do a lot of laundry and <laughs> yes, shell out did. a lot of, of my clothes to let the other, <laughs> let the other kids wear. Yes, she did. That's good stuff right there. Well, we look for good stuff for the future. We'll be keeping up with you. And um, again, your show's coming up this weekend, Huntsville, Woodlands. Huntsville on Friday at the Jolly Fox and the Woodlands on Saturday at Docido. And then April 17th, we're in Nacogdoches with Aaron Watson. Man, you got some, call. That's, that's some great venues right there. Yes, we're very blessed. I'm very excited. I haven't played at the Jolly Fox or Dosi Do yet. Uh, Benita, this will be our second time, but very excited to play with Aaron. Have you played Green Hall yet? No, I actually had, that's one of the bucket list ones that I have okay. not hit yet. You have to let Hopefully me know soon. when you play Green Hall. Hopefully soon. All right. Well, Absolutely. before I, before I dismiss you and let you go, I really enjoyed it and congrats on all your accomplishments. And I love the, the backstory with the baseball, but I always have to ask my guests before I dismiss them. One question, if you were a cocktail, what would you be? Old fashioned. Man, that one's winning so far. Okay. All yeah. right, Hayden. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. And uh, we'll be following you and keeping in touch and have you back on hopefully again. Would love to, Helen. Thanks so much. Thanks, Hayden. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. You can go to hell. Hell, I'll go to Texas. I've had my fill of every place but home. Well, take away these city lights. Put me on a one-way flight. I'm leaving out of here tonight. Just consider me gone. Don't look me out because of my southern drawl. Swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy hat, all the way I like to play.